Welcome to the Arise and Shine podcast, part of the teaching ministry of Pastor Festus Nasoha of Oasis Church and Holy Ghost End Time Ministries International. As it says in Isaiah 60 verse 1, Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of God shines over you. It is our hope and desire that through this podcast you would be encouraged and experience the transforming power of God's word. Be blessed. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. It's a joy and a pleasure to come to you again on this very, today's broadcast of Arise and Shine. Hallelujah. Let's pray, please. Heavenly Father, here we are. Feed us, Lord, from your word. Give us light and understanding. Let your wonderful Holy Spirit, Lord God, illumine your word to our hearts and help us to learn something, receive, Lord, from today that will be a great blessing to our life, that we can become more and more effective servants of the living God. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. And here I am today. I have uh, a bread and wine. And uh, in Matthew 26, as we, I want to share with you, in, um, on the day of the Passover, the last Passover that the Lord Jesus was to have with his disciples before he, before he was betrayed and crucified and died and rose from the dead, and they prepared the Passover. Passover is a story of, uh, which is uh, based there in the book of Exodus, chapter 12. You know, Israel was in the land of Egypt as uh, slaves for f- over 400 years. And then when the time of uh, their deliverance was to come, uh, the Lord appeared to Moses and then sent him back to Pharaoh in Egypt. And then after all the plagues that God used in judging the gods of Egypt, uh, the last one was the, that on the very last night that he has already prepared to leave Egypt, God gave Moses this very instruction to kill the Passover lamb. And look at what he said to him in there in uh, chapter 12 of Exodus verse 1. says, And the Lord spoke unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. You see, when you, the day you give your life to Christ, the day you get born again, is like the first, your, your, the beginning of your year, the beginning of your Christian experience. So here, this day of the Passover was to be the beginning of their month, the beginning of their year. Okay, it said in verse 3, speak of the children of Israel, all the children of Israel, saying, in the tenth day of this month, they shall take to them every man a lamb. According to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of the souls. Every man according to his eating shall there shall he make account for the lamb. Okay, he gave them the instruction. And then it, it says in verse 5, say, your lamb, um, your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You shall take it out of the sheep or of the goats. You shall keep it unto the fourteenth day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. And they shall take of the blood and stack it on the two sides posts and on the upper door post of the house, wherein they shall eat it. Okay? And they gave more instruction about what to do. And then it says um, in verse 11, And touch shall you eat it, with your loins gilded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. 
For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt will I execute judgment. I am the Lord. I don't know about you, but even many unbelievers, when they read the Bible and read about this kind of accounts, they begin to wonder and say, how can they, if God is a good God, if he's a nice God, if he's a, the God of love, how will he kill all the firstborn of Egypt? Even little babies, he killed the little babies, you know. Sometimes people think they love a human being more than God loves them, or they are more smarter than God, but, you know, it's not possible. And here God said, I will judge all the gods of Egypt. God was at war with all the idols of Egypt. And even in our time and day, you have to know that God is judging. He's shaking all that man worship. Whatever you worship, whatever takes the place of God in your life, God will shake it. God will destroy it. Firstborns, we are worshipped in Egypt as a God. They worship their firstborn. They worship the Nile. They worship flies and frogs. All that they worshipped is what God was against to judge. In our time, for example, many people worship money. They worship mammon. They worship beauty. They worship power and position. They can do anything for that. They, don't, they will ignore God, ignore the Bible, and just do what they want. So God has always been at war with idols. The idols of Egypt was judged. But today I want to share with you this. Uh, they are in this last Passover, which our Lord had with disciples before he was crucified, that very night, the Bible said, he took bread. And after they ate their normal Passover meal, then he took this bread. And there in Matthew 26, look what he, what he did. In verse, 20, uh, verse 25, verse 25, he said, and as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed, as verse 26, and break it and gave it to the disciples and said, take it, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave them saying, drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. You know, I have told our people here in the church, listen, in those times, in, in the Roman times, when a general in the army was about to go into a very tough battle, whereby uh, they know that they may not come back alive. And they are not willing to withdraw. They want to fight. To, either they die or they have the victory. They will, the general will call the men soldiers involved. And they will have a communion. And they will bring a glass of wine. And the general will, they will confess this, war, this victory in our blood. That means we are willing to give our blood for the sake of victory for Rome. So you have to understand, when they had this bread, it's not like we do today, we have this little, little piece of bread, everyone take a piece. What they do was they had one loaf of bread, and you would take your own piece and then give it to somebody else. So everybody there sharing the same loaf of bread. And then when the Lord gave them the cup, you would take the cup, and you would drink from the same cup, then he give to your neighbor. So all of them drank from the same cup. And most of them, they are understood. Not just like we understand it today. Those disciples understood that if you, as the Lord who is ahead, 
who is a captain, who is a lord of hosts, the commander of the heaven's army, when he said, the New Testament in my blood, every one of you who drank that wine will say the same thing. You drink and you give. You say, the New Testament in my blood. The New Testament in my blood. That means, even if it, it requires me dying for the New Testament, I will die. I will give my own, I'm willing to give my own blood for the cause of Christ. Today, many Christians, they eat the body, they drink the blood, but they don't say the New Testament in my blood. Well, in many parts of the world today, in areas where Christians are being persecuted, many of them understand this well, that if you are in such a hostile areas, it's either you deny Christ and join the infidels, the unbelieving, or you die for Christ saying, New Testament in my blood. Christians today all over the world are being killed for their faith in God. When the Antichrist comes, well, you have to decide how to take the mark of the beast or to say, mm -mm, the New Testament in my blood. The Lord Jesus Christ gave his life so that we can have an opportunity to be forgiven our sins and to have the opportunity to be born again and be God's own very children. As the coming of the Lord becomes nearer and nearer, the prize of serving God, the prize of living a godly Christian life becomes more and more expensive. And you and I have to be willing and ready, by His grace for sure, by the power of the Holy Ghost for sure, to be able to endure and go through all we need to go through for the cause of Christ. The Lord Jesus said in the book of Revelation, he that endure to the end, the same shall be saved. He said in the, in the book of John, the time is coming when those who will kill you will kill you in the name of God. They will think they are doing God's service. They will think they are serving the Almighty God by killing you. And Jesus said, they will do all this to you. Why? Because they have not known the Father nor me. Can you today say, Lord, I have made my decision. I am going to live for the Lord Jesus Christ no matter what. I will never deny my faith. I will never give up my relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Nothing can buy me away. Neither what the world offers, what the flesh desires, or what the devil, no matter how the devil attacks, I have made up my mind. Jesus Christ is my Lord. I will live and serve him till my dying days. That even if it means giving my life for Christ, I will never reject Jesus Christ. He is my Lord. He is my Savior. I have made a covenant with him, and I will never draw back. Hallelujah. That is how our Lord gave his own very life. His life was not like our own life. He had no sin in his blood. He did not sin at all. If not that he died for us on Calvary's cross, he will still be alive physically today on earth because the only way a person could die was if he had sinned and Christ never sinned. There was no sin in his blood and he never inherited sin from Adam and Eve, neither did he sin by himself. But he, when he took our sins upon himself, then his body became mortal and he could die and pay the full price 
for your redemption and mine. Hallelujah. Let's read some few things in the Bible there today about the blood of Jesus Christ. And in the book of Hebrews chapter 9, in the New Testament, Hebrew 9. Hallelujah. And we can go ahead and read verse um, uh, 12. Uh, it says, Not about the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. He was comparing here with the sacrifice that was done in the, under the Old Testament, where they have to, every year, the high priest had to take the blood of innocent animal and take that blood to the Holy of Holies right there in Jerusalem to pour as a covering, as an atonement, and the day of atonement, Yom Kippur, to cover for the sin of the nation once a year. Their sins were not paid for. Their sins were not cleansed. Their sins were just covered. They were justified on credit. I will pay when the Messiah comes. When the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, who takes away the sin of the world, when he comes and dies on Calvary's cross, I will pay. When, that they were borrowing righteousness. Every year they had to extend it by carrying the blood of again of animals and go to the Holy of Holies Day and pour it there on that altar there. It was just a covering. It was not taking away sin. In our time, our sins are not covered. Our sins are completely erased. It has no more history and no more trace. It is out of memory. Hallelujah. It is completely wiped away. This is my blood that takes away, not covers, takes away the sin of the world. The moment you repent of your sins and confess them, God forgives them and deletes them from ever existing again. You have a total clean new page as if you have never sinned. That's why the Bible says we are justified by his blood. Now that word there is a, is a legal term. Just for me, you are declared innocent. Hallelujah. In Christ, we are declared innocent. So here the Bible says that with his own blood, not the blood of animals now, but with his own blood, Christ took his own blood to where? Not to the, the temple in Jerusalem, but to the heavenly temple, the heavenly holy of holies. Not for one year, of covering for sin, no, but internally, he obtained for us internal redemption. Now say with me, he obtained for me, Festus, internal redemption. Where? He took his own blood to the heavenly holy of holies. So our salvation is guaranteed. He paid for it. it that side is completely covered. In, in John, when he rose from the dead, you remember, he met Mary Magdalene and other Marys, and they wanted to touch him. He said, don't touch me. I have not yet gone up to the Father. Hey, but go tell the disciples that I will come and meet you in the evening. He was on his way to the throne of God to present himself as a high priest of the New Testament. To take that blood fresh and pour it as a libation on the very altar in heaven. Having obtained for you and I internal redemption then in the evening he came back to them and said hey you cannot touch me touch me feel me it is me in the morning he said don't touch me i have not yet sent to my father but i sent to my father and your father and to my god and your god and i will see you in the evening hallelujah the power of the blood of jesus christ 
Only in his blood is there redemption. You can create your own religion according to your own race and color and skin and creed. Today we have all kinds of saviors. White savior, black savior, Mexican savior, you know, Jamaican savior, <laughs> Bravo Slav savior, this savior, there's only one. Devil have used the human differences to create a religion to suit Arab savior, Jewish savior. This is all hell and flesh and demons working together to create the gigantic confusion. There's only one way to God. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man goes to the Father but by me. Hallelujah. With his own blood, he has brought us internal redemption. Hallelujah. That blood, that blood entered into the heavenly holy of holies, having obtained for us internal redemption. Verse 13 says, For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of an hive are sprinkling the unclean, sanctified to the purifier of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the internal spirit, offered himself without spot? Wow. Without spot to God. Purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. His blood without spot. There was no sin in his blood. He did not inherit our human blood. He came by water and blood. That's, his blood was not ordinary human blood. There was no sin stain in his blood. We are Adam's descendant. We have Adam's blood. Sin is in the blood. But Christ came with a totally different blood, with a holy blood. That blood was never defiled. He never sinned. Not that he didn't inherit sin. And that is the blood that could obtain for you and I internal redemption. Every other human on earth here shared in Adam's blood. Only Christ came. He was of a virgin birth. And did not share the blood of Mary. When you see the Catholics, they worship and deify Mary. Mary was born with the same blood that all of us were born. Sin is in the blood. Redemption is in the blood. Mary was born like any other person with the same blood of Adam and Eve. Sin is in the blood. Sin is not what you do. Sin is what we are by nature. That's why even Mary herself was born again on the day of Pentecost. Because you have to believe that Christ died for your sins and rose again to be saved. And Mary believed. And on the day of Pentecost, Mary was there with the rest of the disciples. And she was born again. She was filled with the Holy Ghost. The moment she saw Christ rose from the dead and believed in him, she was saved and born again. And on the day of Pentecost, she was filled with the Holy Ghost and prayed in tongues. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now let's read some few more things here. And um, so we have eternal redemption through his blood. And then in chapter 10, 10 verse 19 of Hebrews says, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he has set, a, set aside for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. You see, we have access. His blood gives us access. He didn't just obtain for us the redemption. Now we can enter in ourselves by his blood into the heavenly holy of holies, into God's own very presence. This is why Christ died. You today can come to the Father in Jesus' name. You can say, Father, I come to you by the blood of Jesus Christ. I come now to the heavenly holy of holies. I come to worship you. I come to praise you. I come to adore you. I come to pray. And you can be sure in the spirit, the doors are open. You are right there in the very presence of the Almighty God. You may not feel anything. You may not see anything. But you can be sure. 
that you are there in God's very presence. Hallelujah. And you can pour out your heart to God, knowing that God is there. You have his attention. And you can pour out your heart. You can believe that what you prayed in Jesus' name, God heard it. Heaven doesn't play with the blood of Jesus. Here on earth, we may still be playing with our head and feelings and emotions and trying to, you know, feel it or try to wonder if we, But listen, with the heaven, heaven will never play with the blood of Jesus Christ. They will never play with the sacrifice of Christ on Calvary's cross. You and I here may struggle with faith, struggle with our own mind and thought and emotions, but on heaven's side, when you come in the name of Jesus, when you come by the blood of Jesus Christ, you can be sure heaven honors it. So come boldly. Come freely. Come with assurance. Come with confidence. Come knowing that you have heaven's attention. His blood gives us what? Access into his presence. Into, into, heaven, into God's presence. And then in um, chapter 2 of Ephesians, in the New Testament, and um, verse 13 says, in fact, if you look at from verse uh, 11, it says, We have to remember that you being in times past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh, made by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the This is the Gentile. This is the unbeliever. This is the sinner who know not God. is is estranged. He's an outcast. He has no covenant with the Almighty God. But look at what he said in verse 13. But now in Christ Jesus, you who sometimes we are far away, we are bastards and outcasts, are made near, how? By the blood of Christ. Oh, somebody say hallelujah. By the blood of Jesus Christ. You and I, who we are light years away from God's presence. The moment you believe, the moment you put your confidence in the blood of Jesus Christ and repent of your sin, you are near. You are right there face to face before the Almighty God. And you can pour out your heart. You can enjoy fellowship with God Almighty. We are brought closer in a bond, in a covenant with the Almighty God by the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And then in verse 14, says, For he is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of partition between us. He is our peace. We have peace in his blood. Peace with God in his blood. We have peace with God. Hallelujah. And then there in chapter 1 of Ephesians, and verse 7 says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace. In whom we have redemption, what? Through his blood. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the cleansing of sin. What gave Satan right on earth was, human, was the sin of man. Now the blood of Christ has paid for that sin. Receive that redemption. Receive what Christ has done for you. And Satan and sin has no more right and power, has no more legal right and power to rule over your life. In this end time, where we are, uh, the enemy, the devil is fighting, battling with all madness, knowing that his time is short. You and I must embrace and hold on to tenaciously, continuously, 
to the blood of Jesus Christ. When you are battling with demonic spirits or attacks, when you are battling with sicknesses and diseases, when you have witches and wizards and all, you have to hold on to the blood of Jesus. You can have to scream out and cry out, I, I have redemption in the blood of Jesus. I am redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. By His blood, I have access into God's very presence. His blood is my peace. My peace I'll give unto you. Not as the word gave, I give unto you. His blood is the blood that has brought us reconciliation and forgiveness and cleansing. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 5 says these words. Romans 5. And it says these words in verse um, Verse 9 says, Much more being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Being justified by his blood. You see, his blood is what has declared us innocent. We shall be saved from wrath through him. For even when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Now, this is one thing that many people don't understand. It is one thing to be, uh, to be redeemed. It is one thing that you are reconciled to God. But then your daily, you have to live daily the life of the risen Christ. It is his life that daily preserves us from the power of the enemy. We, we are buried with him by baptism. And now when we run from that, that water of baptism, we are to live the new life. It is the new life of Christ we live every day that keeps us free from all the powers of darkness. Many people believe in Christ, but they don't live the new life in Christ. It is by, the Bible said, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. The, we are to live the resurrection life. Say with me, I am to live the resurrection life. Very important. We died with him, we are risen with him, we are to live this new life. The life lived in Christ. The life lived for Christ. The life lived with Christ. Paul said, it is no more I that liveth. It is Christ living in me with that resurrection life. You are to live that life of resurrection. The new life in Christ. Live the new life. Don't just believe in Christ. Live the life. We are to reign in life by Christ Jesus. He's living that life daily becomes our daily emancipation from the power of sin and Satan and darkness. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus is wonderful. Hebrews chapter 1 We'll be closing now. Hope I get there before my time runs out. Hebrews 1 and verse 3 says, Who being the brand of his glory and the image of his person, and the following by the word of his mouth, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Friend, I challenge you by the love of Christ to join me, pray for us, and send your financial donations today to keep us on the air. May the Lord Almighty bless you and keep you and cause you to prosper in your work of faith. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. This is your friend, Pastor Francis Soha here in Prague and Overseas Churches in Czech Republic saying to you, arise and shine for your light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen up on you. Be blessed, my brother, and God bless you today. Amen. Praise be to God. Jesus came to do one thing, and that is to bring the kingdom of God. 
The way this is accomplished in our lives is through the gift of salvation. Salvation is a free gift of grace. It means that a person is forgiven and freed from their sin, given a new life, will go to heaven when they die, and will one day be resurrected from the dead when Jesus comes to make all things new. To receive this gift of salvation, there's a couple key things. First, recognize you're a sinner, meaning your life is not aligned with God's purpose for you and that you do things that are wrong and evil, deserving of God's judgment. Second, recognize that you need a savior, that Jesus died and rose again to forgive and free you from your sins and to give you a new life. Third, turn from your life of sin and believe in Jesus Christ for your salvation. You can pray a prayer like this. Father in heaven, I come before you today to turn from my sins. I recognize that I am a sinner and that I need a savior, and Jesus is that savior. I believe he died for my sins and rose again to set me free so I can be in heaven with you when I die and one day rise again like Jesus did. I turn to you, Lord, and I turn from my sins and receive from you a new life. In Jesus' name, amen. For more resources on the next steps to take, check out our website, holyghost.cz, and visit the page New Start under the Seeking God section. Thank you for listening to the Arise and Shine podcast. Our prayer is that it encouraged, instructed, and uplifted you and pointed you to Jesus Christ. For more information about Pastor Festus, Oasis Church, and Holy Ghost End Time Ministries International, visit our website, holyghost.cz. Be blessed.